3: We are yeah. all jokes when we say she is getting canceled. We are not going to let Pixie get canceled. Over <laughs>
4: <this>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am so opinionated that. Hi, guys. Welcome to Lovecast, the boys love podcast. I'm your host Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts Alexa and Kayla. Hi. Hi. We've started with intro dances now. <laughs> Pixie's just gonna make a dance.
2: To <laughs> just <everything.
3: Pixie>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Kayla just said <laughs> she's a cheerleader. Uh,
4: yeah, I'm used to people <laughs> staring awkwardly at me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking bad buddy. And we are gonna get deep and down and dive yeah. deep, down, dive some deep down. <laughs> <laughs> Words are easy, yes, <laughs> always. <laughs> okay, so yeah where do we start do you well, have guys have like some what were your first thoughts yeah
3: heather made us a lovely run sheet to follow mm. so we don't just talk in circles the whole time like we have a tendency <laughs> like we to do, do. <laughs> yeah thank
4: god we have Heather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what you guys watched the episode today what were your immediate thoughts afterwards
3: sad that it was over like I put on the Instagram story, I, it wasn't in my actual notes, but literally like, why is it over was my first thought. Mm-hmm. It was just like one of those things where it finished and I immediately started missing it. I'm like, I'm not a person that typically rewatches things, but I was like, really tempted to just go back and rewatch the whole finale again.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't really expect to have such an emotional reaction to the finale because up until then I feel like my love for the series was a lot more casual Mm -hmm. but like something about the ending really had an effect on me like I don't know if it was just the nostalgia with Pat and Pran looking back on their memories together or just like the fact that even after four years they're not really accepted by each other's families Mm. like they're still dodging each other like the Montagues and Capulets like (laughs) (laughs) something about it was just like it was sad like it was really sad the ending I don't think that it was like Mm -hmm. entirely happy I felt very bittersweet after it
3: yeah I mean it was Mm -hmm. like happy in the fact that obviously they were still together and they didn't break up like everyone had like we were made to believe they had but overall like when you think about it Not much had changed from where they were when, you know, they before they went to the beach, you know, like their situation with their families was really slightly different because they showed like those hints of their parents, like obviously being aware that they're still dating and like not making a big deal of it. But like it wasn't that much better than where they had started four years ago when the families first found out that they were dating. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, I do love the acknowledgement Sorry. that not everything, like, comes to a happy ending. And yeah. the, the I guess mm-hmm. the healing between the parents, like, isn't linear, like, it's going to take time. But, uh, like, I understand the criticism of it not feeling, like, complete. Mm. Yeah.
4: yeah, so my thoughts right after it's probably a little bit controversial, but I was just like, yeah, it's over <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> I will explain why. I will explain why. The
3: pixie gets torn apart in the comments.
4: <laughs> yeah, segueing into what we thought about like the overall story and the writing.
3: Do you want to? My- yeah, I going to say you and feel like you have <laughs> words to say about it. <laughs> I need to
4: explain my opinions here. <laughs> so I have one problem with the show, and it's the writing. Mm. Because I thought, honestly, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. And I like it. It's just very
3: basic. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't disagree with that.
4: And that's what makes me not love it. It's just very, I'm very, I always center a lot around story and motion of story and how the flow is. and, And just seeing progress and seeing development and just... Character development and story development, everything, and it's just very basic. Yeah. If the other stuff wasn't so good, the show wouldn't be good.
3: Yeah, I think the magic of the show was definitely in Piof, obviously, and Om and Nanan as actors. I feel like I saw this quote yesterday on Twitter, and I don't know how real it is, but it was something like even nanan had said like the story itself isn't anything revolutionary in terms of a love story but i don't know if he said this but like them bringing the characters to life was what made it something different so like the actual basic plotline of the story i i do agree that i don't think it was like the most revolutionary in terms of writing or plot but i think that ohm um, and P.O.F. and Anon really just like elevated it to what made everyone love it so much
0: Mm,
4: yeah I'm all here for like having a party but like I watched the whole thing like I'm at a point now that there's so many BLs if I just don't get engaged and don't like it I just stop watching Mm, mm -hmm. I didn't get that with this I finished it and I wanted to finish it but I wasn't watching it when it the premiered or the same day even I sometimes it went a couple of days before I watched mm-hmm. that episode. yeah so like the writing is where it kind of falls off for me but it it does have other
3: things Merits. going for yeah. it yeah I mean I think that makes I mean, sense for you as like you are a writer and I feel like you've always been the person who kind of centers writing in your feelings Mm -hmm. about stories and BLs and stuff like that so you know if the writing doesn't hit for you then that makes sense that you know that kind of impacted how you felt about the show
4: so like I I do really like the flow of the story I think they did that very well so if you look away from like the basicness of the whole storyline they Keep you engaged every episode. It's not like any episode was like boring. Yeah. So I think I did Mm -hmm. that really well.
3: Yeah. I liked, um, I really liked the flow. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I feel like I've come to appreciate dramas that are more simpler as time has gone on. Just because, I don't know, I get overwhelmed (laughs) really easily. It's like I get too into the story and it like consumes me. So I feel like even though it was Mm -hmm. very simple, it was executed so well, but I do agree that it was all on like P.O.F. and Omen and On. Like if it was not them as a combination in this series, then I don't know if it would have the same effect on me
3: or just like longevity of me thinking about it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I 100% agree with that. I think the way they pieced the story together and certain choices that they made like you said in terms of pacing and things like the time skips and stuff like that like we're another series I feel like I'm typically not a fan of time skips I feel like elements like that Mm -hmm. are what really kind of took like the basic aspects of the story and kind of elevated it to a different position and I think that kind of helped the pacing of the story feel more dynamic than it would have been if it was just Going straight through however many years of this, just them being in university, like the time skips and that stuff kind of added some element of dynamic, dynamicness, Mm -hmm. dynamics to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I also think that part of it that made me so hyped for the story was just the engagement in the fandom. Like, I felt like for me like as someone who like I keep my social media open pretty much all day at work whether it be on which is something I shouldn't do but that's like a whole other story but like whether it's on the (laughs) podcast accounts or anything like that I feel like being online while the show was airing was another aspect that made me feel like I have to watch this right away because you see everyone else raving about it and loving it and already theorizing and you feel like you can't miss it so I feel like that is kind of also a huge element of what built up my excitement for it every week
2: Mm.
4: yeah that's where my problem was because I couldn't get into it
3: yeah because
4: of what I perceived as like to basic writing, because that's where my interest lies. Mm -hmm. So I just couldn't get into it, and I couldn't, like, get into interacting with everyone, because it didn't bring enough, like, I didn't care. (laughs) So, like, yeah. But I I do think, like, the pacing was good, and I think uh, it was, like, perfect for the number of of episodes they did. It, It didn't feel like they were doing any fillers, or any, like, too much fan y or stuff like that so and I do like that they sort of wrote it more natural rather than like one of the big problems with Together was that they had so many moments that felt like they should have been intimate mm. but weren't but here they let that intimacy naturally come Yeah, which was great because GMMTV TV has a tendency to hold back. But they didn't, thank God. <laughs> so but it didn't end up feeling too fan servicey, like,
3: why are you? Yeah. Yeah, they walked the line on mm-hmm. intimacy that felt fitting for Pat and Pran and kind of always keeping that joking like fake competitive element even up to like the final scene in the final episode and Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of stuff definitely made the romantic aspect feel very natural and very enjoyable to watch so for sure Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. yeah I think like one of my favorite things in the whole show was sort of like the unscripted just Oh man Anon mm-hmm. being themselves, the back and forth. kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You uh-huh. could see that it it wasn't scripted. They were just letting them do whatever they felt like doing in their roles. So that was one of the most like better moments for me. Yeah,
3: yeah. I feel like that kind of segues very well into talking about in the, the acting <laughs> and overall like yes. casting <laughs> of everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, one hundred percent. Like. I feel like, and you know what, I will give shout out Ariel because he has been begging for a Omen and Nan series for like years at this point And no one ever really pictured them together like as a BL pairing, but like, mm-hmm. obviously, like they did the damn thing. So like, I don't know yeah. what it was because there's plenty of... BL actors that are friends in real life that have like acted together and I feel like it hasn't quite just hit the same way that Omen Anand Mm -hmm. do. So I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. some aspect of their friendship compared with or compared, not compared, with who they are as actors and like their acting level and the different skills they bring as actors. Like all of that coming Mm -hmm. together just made them so riveting to watch together.
4: Yeah. I think it's a lot Mm -hmm. they are so comfortable Mm -hmm. in their own skills and with each other and whatever they are that they can just act
2: yeah.
4: like that which is great
0: mm-hmm. yeah i agree i mean
4: it's the same sort of chemistry you got from Mew and golf yeah like they were just comfortable with each other without it having to be like a moment to question sexuality or like stuff like that right it's just you're comfortable with someone even if they're just your friend mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have friends that I could be comfortable kissing, like girlfriends, and I'm straight, like <laughs> but it wouldn't matter. <laughs> like I I'm, I'm comfortable with myself and them that it it wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think they did like a stroke of luck with the casting.
0: Yeah, I think Omen and Nanon became like or at least they proved themselves as a powerhouse as a mm-hmm. pairing. Like they they really took over the internet they broke the internet multiple (laughs) times honestly
3: (laughs) they broke the gmm tv store (laughs) website (laughs) 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 yeah and i think it helps that they're both so talented on their own as well so there was never a moment where you felt like one person in the pairing was carrying the whole thing acting wise compared to the others because they're both like insanely talented actors and you know obviously om has done multiple bls before and for nanon this was his first bl so you know and it's a well-known thing that acting in a bl is different than acting in like a het series or a lacorn and stuff like that and actors have talked about that before but you know om talked about how or nanon talked about how om helped him to understand those differences and how he had to understand the character and stuff like that so you know there was never a moment where it was like oh you can tell this guy's never acted as being in love with a man before or any weird like criticism like that you know like they both are just mm-hmm. so good that they were able to get into the characters and get into the character's feelings for each other like without any hitches in that mm-hmm.
0: yeah and it's like I already knew that Ohm is an amazing actor. So it didn't mm-hmm. surprise me how well he played the character of Pat. But with Nanon, I just wasn't aware of his versatility as an actor because I had yeah. only ever seen him in like one other series where he played like a darker role. So like <laughs> when I started watching Bad Buddy, it's like I had this epiphany where I was like, I fell in love with the character of Pran because of how Nanon played him. Like, it was just so good. It was like Mm -hmm. he was Pran.
3: 100%. -hmm. He was incredible. And honestly, I think, like, the whole supporting cast did really well, too. Obviously, you had, like, the friend groups and, like, Jimmy and Drake and Love, who played Ink and Milk, who or Love, who played Pot and Milk, who played Ink. And I feel like all around, like... I mean, there was obviously some moments where you could tell like some people were a little bit greener when it came to acting. But like there was nothing that ever stuck out as like this person is not, you know, bringing their character to life or, you know, I'm I'm being taken out of the moment because of X person acting like this and stuff like that. You know, I feel like they had a good ensemble and they all really worked well together as mm-hmm. their characters.
4: Yeah. Can I say one thing that I... I'm gonna use a strong word for this. I really hated how Bai acted when he was in love with Pa.
3: Yeah, the, the, the
4: <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> sorry. But other than that, I loved him. But just when he was supposed to like go after Pa and just had this like lovesick puppy <laughs> kind of thing going on, it Kind of grossed me out. I'm sorry. You're like bring
3: back <laughs> evil. Why?
4: I need some step on me energy <laughs> from that boy. <laughs> I need to see him in more roles like that. Like, dude, step on me.
3: <laughs> he did do the anger very well. Like those oh scenes when God. he, those episodes where he was pissed. I mean, should he have been pissed at Pran for? dating pat no Probably but not. the episodes when he was like the acting was on point from jimmy like he did really well with those episodes yeah but yeah i mean it was just great i mean drake was hilarious i think his one-liners mm. as corn were some of the funniest in the series and like once again solidifies our more drake roles agenda because he's just so funny. He's such a good, like, I feel like a lot of his lines are ad-libbed and he's so good at doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh-huh. I want more of it.
4: Yeah. A hundred percent. Like he just gets better and better for each show he's mm-hmm. in. They seriously need to give him more roles and more upbeat roles. I don't really like him as a bad guy.
3: Yeah. Like in together. Like oh, I always forget that he was like technically that. the bad guy in together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. No, he does really good at comedic roles.
4: Yeah. Why can be the bad guy <laughs> and?
3: <laughs> Jimmy as the bad guy and Drake as the good mm-hmm. guy, and then you know yeah. we can have our little enemies That's to lovers perfect. that everyone and was they really pissed. Do a BL together. Yeah. You yeah. know how many people were oh. pissed that we didn't get Y and Corn at the end of the series. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
4: Yeah, but that's obvious since uh Jimmy is doing the other. Vice reveal. versa. What was it called? He's in vice, yeah, vice versa, versa. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't don't want to pair them <laughs> up <before laughs> well, that
3: up. <but> they kind <laughs> of backfired like- on that one because the fans already took yeah. it and ran with it, I feel
4: like. Yeah, right. But they did have chemistry. They were- like they fit together. Yeah.
3: They gave us that good good enemies to lovers since Pat and Pran were never actually enemies. Why yeah. and Corinne were giving people the enemies <laughs> to lovers realness that they needed. But yeah, I mean...
4: I really like the parents acting as well. But I do, like... I have a problem with Pat's dad. Pat's dad. I I think everyone does. Why? (laughs) Can we just discuss this for a second? I just need... Like, why does he get the right to be angry? He he shouldn't. (laughs) What does he have to be angry about? Like, he was an asshole. He has no reason to be angry.
3: Yeah, honestly, like... Pran's mom made so much more sense to me after learning what he had actually done. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, I still don't like that they kind of like forced their children into their weird like familial beef that they had, but her mm -hmm. anger towards him was way more justified than him like randomly hating her back because he knows he did the Mm -hmm. wrong thing.
4: (laughs) Yeah. It's so petty and it just makes no sense. And I'm just, and then, what like, wrong I you? hated
3: that they had Pat's mom also be like, "You have to understand, he was under a lot of pressure from his father, like justifying his actions." I was like, "Ma'am, yeah, so was Craig's no. mom, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah." But I mean, they were very hateable, Battle, which, like, I guess you. they did their roles well, <laughs> especially Pat's dad. That man was like, oh, so he was the villain in the whole show. He was so the, the real the villain, villain, truly.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: But yeah, honestly, like, I mean, they are all very good at being evil, evil parents and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and parents, the actors who played them are both absolutely stunning. And I just like had <laughs> a crush on both of them the whole time, aesthetically. Yeah. Like, oh gorgeous. God, both the his, the, oh my God, she's just... so stunning. I was like, wow. Oh my God. You, you appear to yeah. be evil, but you are stunning.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, she is gorgeous. And they honestly, they did a good job. The only, you know, in the last episode, uh, the guy who speaks English.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That, cringe. that was horrible.
4: That was, oh my can God. they not find, like, an English-speaking actor? Honestly, there's so many. Like, you could pick any. Like, there's a lot of Thai BL actors who can speak perfect English. Yeah. Why don't you just use they one of like, them? They were like,
3: we need a white guy in this scene. And so they chose. That is, like, like, one thing. Asian dramas because this is a huge thing that people always make fun of K-dramas for too is like when they have a Mm -hmm. white actor in the role to speak English it's always like yeah someone who and like this is no offense to them because obviously they're you know not English speaking natives but like they pick people who like really do not speak English as well and like Mm. force them into like these English speaking roles I'm just like why
4: That's a big problem? And just it's a big problem in Japan, in South Korea, in it's Thailand. Like we need a white
3: person, and since they're a white person, they have to speak English. And then it's just like why?
0: Maybe it just like doesn't sound awkward to them because Maybe. it's not their native language, so they're they don't native. like realize that the tone it's is very choppy. a little awkward.
3: Yeah.
4: But I mean, GMMTV is a big company. Do they not True. have? anyone in that company that can...
3: No, because they all have COVID right
4: now. (laughs) 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 It's not funny. (laughs) Dude, Drake is right there. He knows how to speak English. He could have told them.
3: Yeah. Okay. I'm... putting it behind us oh my god so moving into the production side of things i don't know Mm -hmm. if this really falls into production but i was like this is where kayla's gonna shine but talking Mm -hmm. about pat's dad (laughs) made me catch the inconsistency with his hair pissed me off so much yes there were some scenes i I wrote that down okay specifically Specifically in the scene, it was most noticeable in the scene when he, like, discovered Pat and Pran at the mall. At the scene in the mall, he had longer hair. It was kind of slicked back. You know, they had their little fight. And then they got back home right after that happened and his hair was short. And I noticed it before, <laughs> too. Like, they, the actor, you could tell they filmed scenes out of order. And the actor clearly got a haircut in the middle of filming. And it just, it's so frustrating to me when that happens or like when an actor dyes their hair in the middle of filming and like you can tell they like,
4: Alexa he might have gone to the hairdresser right after that
3: happened he was at the mall <laughs> he discovered his son is dating his uh, his We're worst enemy's son and done. he's like wait got it got it to the salon first before I confront this but like that I oh noticed it God. a couple of times earlier too and I was just like why I mean Same. obviously it's his hair but like you couldn't wait until after you finished filming the series to get a haircut. Like, come on, dude. Like,
4: He might have been filming another show. Yeah,
3: like that's true. That. But that's just like one of those inconsistencies I always notice when like the hair changes not throughout different scenes all. in the drama. Oh,
4: I did not notice at all. <laughs> I can't even think back and remember how he
3: lives. <laughs> you do not want him in your brain you at You blocked all. him out. <laughs>
4: yeah I yeah. <laughs> just see red <laughs> he's just a blank face <laughs> I pretend I do not see it whenever like a story is sort of basic for me I just don't notice details That's because I kind of tune it
3: I tune you're out. not as engaged so you wouldn't yeah. be I,
4: <laughs> I might have been sitting there catching Pokemon while I'm watching
3: <laughs> when he went to get his little haircut <laughs> yeah but stuff like that I always pick up on I don't know why but it just always sticks out to me and like it's really not the end of the world but it does really bother me (laughs) from like a character continuity standpoint but the other Mm -hmm. quip I always have with GMMTV production is the sound I know this is a thing across Thai dramas but like GMMTV come on like especially the scenes at the beach like whenever that scene where they were having like this really nice heart to heart at the beach like mm-hmm. it was the mm-hmm. first time they were at the beach and I was just like I cannot hear for shit because all I hear is the ocean waves <laughs> in the background waves. <laughs> or yeah, like yeah. when they hug each other mm-hmm. and the mic is really muffled like that's always going to be one of my production pet peeves when it comes to specifically Thai yeah. BLs it's always an issue they
4: jump on the bed and you sort of just you hear can hear it, it like their clothes like the- rubbing <laughs> against the mic yeah. yep.
3: mm-hmm. <sighs> that's always one of my
4: I noticed that, too. I'm just... I'm mm-hmm. used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> used
0: to it. I just... I don't understand why they use those kind of mics in that yeah. setting. Yeah. It doesn't make sense.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: They have a lot of money. They have boom mics on set. Like, I can yeah. see them in the behind-the-scenes pictures. <laughs> so... Yeah. Why?
3: Like, use them.
0: <laughs> why do they have, like, a news announcer, might clipped onto their shirt. <laughs> like, yeah, it's
3: so frustrating. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, a big company like GMMTV should invest in a better sound production team. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just, like, you cannot have, like, everything else being, like, really good. And then this sound, which is consistent over all their shows, <laughs> It's this problem. Yeah. Like it's not as bad as some other shows like I remember I still have like nightmares of Boy Band show boy band the series or whatever oh
3: my god that was that showing it's
4: like they had just one of those clip-ons for for the whole cast
5: cast. so when they were like
4: in the training room you could like only hear the guy who had it on and everyone else sounded like we're like 100 meters
3: away they're like we have (laughs) one mic for this entire cast you guys are gonna have to share it (gasps)
4: I mean, it was really low production, but still, like, dude, it's not that expensive to get an extra mic. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, it's just like, and especially when you have like <laughs> PO f- involved in the production, and like things from his end, from like a direction mm-hmm. and camera work standpoint, are so good, so good. and then like the sound mm-hmm. is just like, eh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really frustrating it really it does like that scene specifically at the beach it was like episode five or six I forget the first time they went to the beach but like you know they were talking about you know should we just drop everything it was right after the kiss and they were like should we just you know drop everything and forget everyone for a little bit and do this but like I was so taken out of the moment because all I could hear was the ocean being picked up on that Hmm. stupid ass mic
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I've watched some GMMTV dramas, just, like, pet dramas, where I felt like there wasn't any sound issues either. So I think it might Mm -hmm. be, like, a series-to-series thing. Because not all of them have the crazy sound, but a lot of them do. A lot of the BLs
3: do. Yeah.
4: They're
0: saving the good sounds for the hetero stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a conspiracy?
3: (laughs) (laughs) only good sound for the head bls the gays get crap
0: sound conspiracy <laughs> oh my gosh no people will believe that <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. get you, <laughs> we're
0: starting shit here
3: <laughs>
0: <sighs> but yeah my favorite thing with production was they kept doing this thing where i really really love when shows do this and it's like they use this technique called analipsis and prolipsis and that's basically just like the literary terms for flashback and flash forward but mm. they I felt like mm-hmm. some of my favorite scenes used that filming technique so like anytime there would be a scene where it seems like the scene ended there it would like pick up later during a different scene hmm Later on in the show, like, does that make sense? I don't know if I'm explaining. It makes sense, but those were like some of my favorite scenes, and I feel like they really helped the pacing of the story, so that nothing felt like Mm -hmm. out of the blue, and just everything made
3: sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with that. I really, yeah. I don't think I
4: ever felt confused by the story at all. Like it, it, like I said, it
3: was very basic. (laughs) it all comes down to there's it. nothing to be confused about
4: no but like the coloring and editing and everything was really good and there's I, I mean there's nothing really to say about it Piof yeah. is great at directing and yeah I mean
3: the man well, knows what do. he's doing <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like that really makes up for some of the other like production quips that i might have had you know like yes the sound bothered me but there are obviously tons of other elements that make that something that is like ignorable basically you know and you just Mm -hmm. have to accept it but yeah Mm -hmm. i agree and like the use of music which we have like a whole section to talk about that a little bit further down but whether it be pran songs or like I for will forever rave about the use of that song in the first kiss scene on the rooftop. Like I'm such a sucker for like when music swells as soon as their lips meet type thing.
1: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
5: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: That kind of Mm -hmm. shit always gets me. And stuff like Mm -hmm. that, like the inclusion of instrumental music and pran songs and just friend, like being there throughout every stage of their life, like all of that stuff Mm -hmm. was really well worked into the story, I think, music wise.
4: Mm-hmm. I really have to give it to Pio for letting Omananon sort of ad lib mm. a lot. Like uh-huh. he let them do their thing, and you can see it in the whole show. Yeah. And that's what makes their sort of chemistry work when they just get to be themselves mm-hmm. and be comfortable with each other. I think if he was, it kept them on like a stronger leash we would have gotten like a more stiff performance. Mm. So I really, really like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I feel like they were very much able to kind of just be their characters as they saw them and not necessarily as they might have been written on the script or, you know, you can see all these photos of P.O. like that he posts on IG, like getting into it and like on the ground with them and really working with them to like understand their characters. And I feel like you can just kind of, tell that he trusts them as actors and they trust him as a director and so like the product they can both pull together because of that is just like next level stuff but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean Piof is we how often do we rave about him on this podcast like yeah Piof is Mm Piof yeah
4: i mean he like before when i got into BL i was sort of i really loved new Mm -hmm. as a director and when he disappointed
3: me. <laughs> like, new's out, Teof
4: Yeah. I mean, Nu can get a redemption with between us. Hopefully. But, so what are your thoughts
3: about P- directing? About P.O. <laughs> thoughts about P.O. <laughs> I mean, I've said this before. I think the man is incredible at what he does. I would love to, to sit down and talk to him about Mm -hmm. the choices he made in this drama and honestly like all of his dramas because every gmm tv show that i have like regarded as one of my favorites like he's coming to me a tale of thousand stars and now bad buddy they've all been directed Mm -hmm. by oaf so like obviously that man put something in his shows that i am like drawn to (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i would love to have the opportunity to like sit down and pick Mm -hmm. his brain about Mm-hmm. His process and everything like that. I just think he's amazing.
4: Yeah, I think he really does a good job at blending like the realism mm-hmm. into BL mm-hmm. without making it too much. Because BL is gonna be fantasy or like romantic. Mm-hmm. It's always gonna have this romantic filter because it's boys' love. Yeah. But it's a romance. So, like with K dramas, with other western shows that are romance it's always gonna have this romance filter on it whatever you do but he does a really good job of blending like reality into it Mm -hmm. like this representation and making it not like not pushing it at you so you feel like you're getting it stuffed down your throat but just making it natural and a part of the show so it doesn't feel out of place Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's really good at, obviously, he is a queer person. So he is Mm -hmm. working from his own experience, I would assume to some degree. And I do think that he really knows how to tell queer stories in a way that, like you said, does have that element of realism, but also still keeps a lot of the elements of BL that people like to watch BL for those sort of fantastical elements that make it BL compared to you know, what people would consider queer media. And so I think he is, you know, creating shows that are BL, but elevating them beyond what we're used to seeing when it comes to queer representation in BLs mm-hmm. normally, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, there's meaning to it. Like,
0: yeah, I mentioned before, I think when I was talking about Tale of a Thousand Stars, that I just feel like he's really good at adapting. The books into a series Mm. like whatever he has to change he knows that he has to change it to modernize it with the times and he does it while like you said still keeping those elements of bl so he's just like really good at making that transition from literary work to the screen
3: yeah i agree Mm -hmm. yeah i remember reading at some point that he had stated he took like 20%-ish directly from the Bad Betty novel and then the rest he kind Mm -hmm. of did adapt to make it more modern and fit the story and from what I've heard about the novel I haven't read it although there is like an official English translation out there now I feel like he definitely made the right choice in some of the some of the plot points Mm -hmm. that I've heard about like the characters and things that happen later on in the series and stuff like that I feel like he definitely knew what elements to adapt from the novel and what to kind of make more his own in a way that made the story really work for television in four or 12 episode Mm -hmm. series
4: Mm -hmm. and just for a tiny plug like if you're on our patreon i'm doing the audiobook we're
3: gonna do audiobook readings of bad buddy so you can listen to the story via pixie or
4: behind the scenes oh yes that's what
3: it's called which it's called the novel is behind the scenes Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I'll be listening because I'm I am I've what I've heard about the novel makes me curious about it but I also am like glad to hear about some of the changes that he very clearly made to adapt it into a series so
4: yeah I think it's really interesting to see how they like transition the story from a book to a tv series mm-hmm. and what they keep and don't keep. like that's the that's the whole like writer in me mm-hmm. just I find it really fascinating so
3: yeah. Yeah. PO supremacy. We believe in PO supremacy here. I think that pretty much sums it up. We stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We stand. Yes.
4: So you Alexa were talking a little bit about the songs earlier. Yes.
3: And The use of music. This was actually a shout out to one of our patrons, Riley. She specifically wanted us to talk about, specifically talking about Just Friend and our song, which is the one that you know, you kind of saw him writing throughout basically the entire series because he was working at it for the Freshie contest and he couldn't finish it. And then when they went back to the high school, he played a bits and pieces of it for Pat there. And then we got to episode 11 and that was when he like finally played the song for Pat and like, just like the use of him writing that song throughout like the entirety of the way their relationship progressed and the story progressed. And it was the same with just friend, how they played it in high school. They played it in college at the Freshy music festival. And then again at the reunion where they not actually broke up, but you know, at the time when they played it at the reunion, we assumed that they had broken up and were having this like really emotional first reunion after 4 years playing this song that meant so much to them. So, I just really like how they incorporated his songs throughout like every stage of their relationship and throughout every stage of the series. Like I thought that was really well done.
0: Mm.
3: And the songs are great. I'm obsessed with both of them. They're they're both so good.
0: Same. It kind of gave this feeling of like even though time goes on, nothing really changes between them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they always, they're a, each a other's constant. constant. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Stuff, stuff.
4: Yeah, I agree. It, they are really good songs. The only issue I had with the music, it's not the music in general. It's more that I, how do I explain that? It's sort of like the chemistry between Nanon. And the music? I don't know how to explain it. I just felt like it felt a little like I didn't feel the passion for the music Mm. in the character, if you know what I mean. Yeah, That might just be me. Like, I don't know, but I just it felt every time like the music came on and it felt really random. I just didn't feel like I got the backstory as to properly as to why he was passionate about music he never showed any real passion for it (laughs) yeah it's like he's just suddenly picking up a guitar and it's just like okay
3: (laughs) but there was like no real show of passion yeah I I feel like I don't even know if it was something that he was meant to be passionate about but music like his playing music was something that was directly tied to the first time his mom caught him and Pran together at that high school festival thing. And so it was more about him not playing music for all these years because for some reason, I guess his mom associated music with Pat or something like that because his mom was the one who didn't want him playing guitar and she, you know, he tried to hide his guitar from her and stuff like that. So I feel like, I mean, I don't even know if it was something that he was deeply passionate about, but more so because his mom took that away from him that we saw it coming back into his life the same way Pat yeah, can came get back that. in. Yeah,
4: I can get that. Yeah, I can honestly, yeah, I can get that if that's the case, but they never established yeah, it, it and they never explained no, it. So no, no, they feels didn't. It very was very random. much theorizing.
3: <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, so
4: that's my only issue with the music in it. I sort of feel like they put it in just to sort of put some emotions into the scenes and not really justifying why it's there. Mm. But it was good. (laughs) That's like, (laughs) again, this is a problem with the writing, not the music in itself.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I can understand that. Yeah. Mm
2: hmm.
0: I will say it's always a little jarring whenever you're watching a series and one of the characters just breaks out singing (laughs) because then it's just they go into like a full like three minute song and you just
3: like sit there and watch it. I think it was definitely especially with Just Friend because they clearly put the actual music track over it. I always liked the points like the little points where he was playing our song first where he hadn't fully completed the song yet because it was actually him singing so you got the awkwardness mm-hmm. of someone who is still working on understanding the lyrics of the song and what the song means to him and that kind of stuff and like the the part in the final episode when like Ohm sang a little bit too like i like the part the yeah, inclusion cute. of it more when they were actually singing versus like obviously in the competition and stuff they put the track over it, which made it a little less authentic. But, you know, I, I understand mm. why they do that, but it yeah. does kind of take the tiny bit of authenticity out of it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, True. so I did like, I really like both of the songs. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. And the scene when they played Love Score, Nanan song with <laughs> um, the Thai GMM TV's girl group Sizzy, and that was one of the definitely one of the funniest scenes. Just having watching Om react to that as Pran and like <laughs> trying to play it off like that is not clearly his voice singing those lines was so funny. It was funny. Yeah, I have no doubt that Ohm totally ad libbed that, and I bet Nanan did not know when he got into the car that that would be the song that was playing. <laughs> but yeah, it mm-hmm. was it was so funny. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, like I was saying, like the moments they ad libbed are like the best mm-hmm. moments in the whole show. Yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, uh, like other like general small details that stood out
3: to you. Inkpa. I mean, I thought that consists.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes, Inkpa. Inkpa. <laughs> Yeah, you have to talk about Inkpa. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't talked
3: about Inkpa yet.
0: Their whole storyline, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. And I guess I wasn't expecting them to actually get together yeah. in the end mm. because it's always just like very unsure when it comes to yeah. a GL couple or just a side couple in general.
4: Especially with GMM. GM.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't yeah. suddenly make one of them straight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Pa had actually started dating Y. I would have oh, rioted no. because you know mm. you were they were like showing the hints of Ink Pa, and then you know they introduced like Y suddenly falling in love with her at first sight, and I was like, mm-hmm. I swear to God, if they make this into a love triangle or she ends up with Y in the end, I'm gonna be so pissed. But like they actually went through with it, and they oh that scene in the dark room was like everything to me. It was everything to me. I my poor little gay heart could not handle it. It's just so mm-hmm. good. Yeah.
0: I love mm-hmm. that scene too where she pretty much knows that she's her mentor, but she doesn't mm-hmm. know if mm-hmm. it's she's been treating her so kindly because she's the mentor or because she likes her. I felt that was like very mm-hmm. realistic. It was very authentic.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I really, really like that they actually put in a girl's love. Yeah, copy.
3: it's about damn I mean, time. It's...
4: Yeah, but at <laughs> right? least they're listening. Like we know that GMMTV is not good at listening. They're not good at commenting. They're not good at stuff like that. But they finally
3: listened. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I appreciate that. one of the highlights of the <laughs> credit show. where credit is due. Yeah, I will give them credits for that one. For giving us inkpa mm-hmm. and like maybe if we're really lucky we'll see milk and love in like a full-on GL series together that would be the mm-hmm. true dream but mm-hmm. I don't know if I trust GMM TV that much yet
4: yeah. it might be their way of testing out the popularity mm. of girls love by putting them in there so
3: I hope good things come from it.
4: It's interesting to have, like, a BL where the side couple is a girl's love couple. Yeah. And not, that's, like, mm-hmm. three other
3: boys' that's love That's actually couples. very true. Because usually they will just make every single man in the series gay and end up with Fall another man. But yeah. in this case, that didn't happen. Sorry to all the mm-hmm. Y-corn shippers. And, like, we had the <laughs> secondary couple was a, a couple of two women. So, like, that was... That is actually... I didn't even think about how we almost never see that. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: I don't think I've ever seen BL having like a girl's girl's love as a second couple. No, they always make her turn straight in the end extra. looking at you water, water boy boy. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. <laughs> oh my god.
3: <sighs> yeah.
4: Yeah, no, that was that was good. Interesting. And I like that like it feels like this is sort of Piof's hand in things mm-hmm. like we can trust him to actually put Give some us the representation good stuff. Yeah. and do stuff and do stuff differently like i like that they took chances mm-hmm. with doing stuff differently because ty bl has this problem where they do the exact same Thing in every show, and then someone comes out and does something differently, and then every show after that does the exact same (laughs) thing. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
4: I freaking hate that. I do not like to be original. Yeah, but now like we had all the cooking shows, and now it's all the basketball shows and sports
3: shows,
4: dude. Yeah. Why did no one not do like murder mystery
0: shows? like no one Manor could take death? a hit
3: for manner of death instead of like, like <laughs> apparently not they're like, no, it can't be too too interesting, hmm. but yeah p o yeah. pof is not one to follow the trend like I think none of well, I can't say none of because I can't think of every single show he's done right now, but the ones that come to mind they're all. Mm -hmm. out of the box and something that doesn't fit into the trend necessarily in terms of Mm -hmm. genre and stuff like that. So he's definitely not one to just do what's popular.
4: Yeah, and he also isn't, like, scraping by with expenses. Like, he's not trying to hold back. Like, he when we got Tale of a Thousand Stars, Mm -hmm. like, the shots they took, like, the cinematography, Mm -hmm. Great. Like, they're out of, like, that one room (laughs) that they always film everything in. (laughs) Like,
3: it was great. Yeah. Yeah. No expenses saved. No expenses saved. And it was worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, in terms of details, we have to talk about the smileys and how... They were used to kind of denote Pran's emotions throughout the series, specifically like the door hanger switching, depending Mm -hmm. on, you know, what was happening between Mm -hmm. him and Pat or what he was feeling about their relationship and stuff like that. And just using the smiley sticky notes and the door hanger and kind of it just being in the background of his existence everywhere. I mean, I love that little detail. And Mm
4: -hmm.
3: I love that they carried it through all throughout the series. And then
4: yeah, and from a marketing standpoint, genius.
3: <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. smiley. <laughs> genius. <laughs> they were like, "We are going to sell." Yeah, I mean, all of the significant items it's so like, sellable. All of the significant <laughs> items have been turned into merch: the doll, Nong Nao, yeah. the smiley door hanger and stickers, the headphones, necklace. Like they have turned mm-hmm. every the just friend shirt, which was significant across the entire series, they were like, we are turning this all into merch. But, like, you know, obviously... There is something to be said about the mark, the capitalism of it all, but all of those items yeah. were really well used across the series. Like, yeah. they weren't just thrown in for the sake of we're going to make this march later. Like, they actually worked them into yeah. the story and made them significant to the characters. Yeah. And
4: honestly, I would rather they got their money from that than having all these random, like, like a t shirt uh, with, like,
3: the series no, name on it. But, like,
4: when they do all, like, when they have too many of these, like, beverage commercials. Wow or whatever yeah. in the shows it annoys the hell out of me i don't need to see them Oishi. drink that that Oishi
3: <laughs> honey lemon
4: <laughs> over and over again like no <laughs> i would rather they earn some money selling merch to people because like it's something we it's can significant
3: to the fans use yeah.
4: and it matters to us like we want to have something to remember the show by yeah so yeah
3: I agree with that. Yeah, I'm not mad. I mean, obviously...
4: I did see a comment on Twitter saying that, like, oh, the show didn't have any, like, promotions before it started. But right when, like, it got popular... They were like, oh, we're dropping emerged. all of Suddenly the Suddenly popped
3: up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would I do mean, it too. They, they, there's one thing GMM, TV is going to yeah, do, it's s- make money. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> They're making money.
4: <laughs> yeah. Which will give us better BLs, like better quality BLs it. in the future. So I'm not, honestly not mad
3: at it. I mean, I gave them <laughs> some money and bought some merch so we can give it away to the listener. So obviously mm-hmm. it, it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's worth it. Yes. Anything else? That's all I have in terms of small details.
0: Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Are we going to do like a rating? <laughs> we should probably.
4: I know that the power <laughs> rating will
0: be different, so...
4: <laughs> you guys can go first.
3: <laughs> I don't want to just say, like, a sh- are we doing out of five, like we usually do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then I... You know, no, it's going to be a five, because I'm thinking about, like, rewatchability and... The aspect of Void, I recommend this to someone who doesn't necessarily watch a lot of BL as something they would actively enjoy. And even though like it's not the most complex story, I feel like it is something that a lot of people can enjoy across the board. And obviously, I love the hell out of it. And so I would definitely say it is a five. I mean, I have my quips here and there, but nothing that was enough to make me overall like dislike certain aspects of it if that makes sense Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think i would also give it a five because of the same thing like watchability as soon as it was over i was like i feel like i could watch this series again from the beginning and omen nanon like their chemistry they're so good together which we have already raved about i love the hint of gl we got with ink and Pa and yeah I mean I really can't think of anything that would make me rate it lower than a five that like bothered me that much
3: yeah yeah fix is gonna get herself canceled
4: (laughs) (laughs) no I was actually I was thinking about this a lot if I wanted to give it a three or a four and I think I've landed on a four so I'll take it don't I'll take it I'll take (laughs) it but But it's just like it because the reason why I was thinking about the three is because because of the writing because of the story is so basic it just doesn't engage me so a three for me is something that's okay it's in the middle of the tree it's fine to watch I can watch it but I'm not gonna rewatch it honestly I hope they get a new show because I love their chemistry and their acting and everything but I'm not gonna rewatch this one because it's just it becomes too basic for me even though there are a lot of stuff I loved about it so that's yeah
0: I think a lot of people feel that way too though like I've seen a lot of people who Mm. felt like Mm. a similar way as you about the series overall
4: Mm. But it's, it's hard to have that opinion because you see a lot of people being very, very passionate about mm-hmm. how great they think the show mm-hmm. is. So you kind of feel like a bad person for not well, liking it as much. I mean, but- you would
3: think those people can understand that like, we all have opinions here and not every series works for everyone and no like... No matter how good you think the series is, like, there are always going to be people that don't view the same things as you do as what contributes to their enjoyment of a series. So, like, I mean, for real, it's like, if people have an issue with it, then I feel like at our podcast, we've tried to establish that, like, differing opinions are something that we very okay. much welcome so I would hope no one would mm. be in the comments like how dare Pixie rate it below a 5 type <laughs> thing like,
2: yeah. I'm telling you people
0: are going to agree weird. with her.
3: we are yeah. all jokes when we say she is getting cancelled we are not going to let Pixie get mm.
4: cancelled <laughs> yeah I mean I am so opinionated that I
3: wouldn't care but
4: I'm used cancel to okay.
3: you're like cancel me <laughs>
4: It's fine. Cancel me if so. (laughs) It's like, yeah. It's
3: fine. I feel like I do have to ask, though, because we are doing the giveaway. I want to know what your overall favorite scenes in the show were. Hmm. Kayla can go first. Kayla, do you want to go? Do you need to think about it? Because I already know I need to think about it because it's hard.
0: Hmm.
3: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like for me, in terms of just like the scene that made me feel the most, I feel like there are very few things that top the episode five kiss. Like that scene was one of the most, I mean, not even because of like the type of kiss it was itself, but like everything leading up to that, especially Om, like that whole episode of him coming to terms with his feelings or Om as Pat coming to terms with his feelings and the scene when he was drunk and like right before that and like couldn't like, hold back basically from outing their relationship at the time which like they were just friends type thing but the build up to that and like I said before the music and the scene on the rooftop like Pat's whole monologue on that scene right before the kiss was just like everything to me and the way Perrin was like well do you want us to be friends and then he was like no and then like it all just came together I feel like that scene just like It was like 10 out of 10 from like every standpoint, production, acting, chemistry, like it was all there.
0: Yeah. I feel like that is my favorite scene too. But there's another scene I really like. It's whenever they are at the beach, staying in that house after they just ran away. And Mm. Pat is kind of like really gung-ho on them like permanently running away and like living there on mm-hmm. the beach and he's like he runs in and he's like oh like i got us like a job as the servers or whatever at the bar and then pran is just kind of like he has like mixed feelings about it and you can see it on his face and then like he sees that little kid's mom come to pick him up and he's thinking about how much he misses his mom. I really love that whole scene where he's like torn between like, he does like love his family and wants to go back even though his mom doesn't agree with him being with Pat, but it's like he has to choose and I just think it was done really well. I would 100% Mm. agree with
3: that. Nanon's acting in that scene was incredible.
0: For me, I think
4: my favorite... One like I said before, like the ad lib scenes are mm-hmm. always my favorite, but like the one that like really sits with me is actually in the last episode when he Pran shows up at his door and the scene that ensues then them <laughs> running around and it's really playful and it's a great way for them to end the show Mm -hmm. like ending a show can be really hard and doing it on like um in a good way and I just thought that like it was a nice playful and it shows them off as characters it's very in character how they are Mm -hmm. acting Mm -hmm. and yeah I just really solidified the whole show and yeah I agree with that Mm -hmm.
3: All the scenes. I will just say I agree with every All any them. scene that someone said. I'd be like, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
4: Anything else before we shut up? I don't think you
3: know. so. I mean, I could talk about it for longer, but we're going on like two hours here, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh.
4: And that's it for our episode this week. Before you go... Why not join the Lovecaster family on Discord? We have some open channels for those who aren't patrons and come share your thoughts about Bad Buddy um, and everything, what you like, what you didn't like. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this episode with your BL-loving friends. You're going to also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, where we love to interact with everyone. Links can be found in the episode description. Um... If you'd like to support the podcast and help us to continue creating and releasing episodes, you can join our Patreon, where you'll receive exclusive access to the Patreon-only Discord server channels, guest announcements early, extra clips that didn't make it to the final episodes, and more. You can also send us a tip on coffee if you're unable to commit to monthly support, or even check out our merch shop, lovecastpodcast.com. Any help is greatly appreciated. Thanks again for joining us this week. And don't forget to jump into the Discord server or share your thoughts with us in the comments below. So until next week. Bye. 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 And then like we do like these knots in our 13th year. You get a hat and you can make knots on it. And to get a knot, you have to do something for it. Like there are easy ones like licking a floor <laughs> and sitting in a roundabout drinking <laughs> and there are stuff like having sex in a tree oh my God. or having sex with 10 people or you get actually get a nod for not having sex at all too <laughs> Alex is but...
3: just dead <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the Norwegian youth <laughs>